Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Tracking how they're rocking the comp, it's Hurricane Valley with Norm Hewitt and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yeah, just gone 7 o'clock, Hurricane Valley it is. Time to talk the Canes for the next half an hour with my mate Norm Hewitt out of our Patoni studio. G'day, Norm, how you doing, bud? Um, I'm, oh, mate, I'm on fire, on fire. It's not down by Parliament either. I tell you what, it's <laughs> got to be the best to come back from that kind of a game after that. Anyway, I'm, I'm well, Ricardo. Great to see you, mate. Yeah, good to see you too, buddy. Good to see you too. It was a great game, wasn't it? It was a great game. I mean, from a Canes point of view, you like another slow start that we have to make a comeback in. But you, this one you got across the line. It was a great game to watch. I mean, I'm a Blues fan, but even I was at the end just like, you got to stand up and applaud that. Oh, 100%. Just, just going a quick run through the game, you put the two teams against each other and you kind of balance that and go, well, do the Blues have a, a huge amount of depth and, and, and experience and... The number of boys that pulled on the black jersey in that team, and they started extremely well. The pressure they exerted on the Hurricanes right from the beginning, and they put that pressure all the way through. And, you know, came up with three points at the beginning. Then there was a bit of an upset. You get the intercept pass. There could have been another three points put on, and I think that was the, that was going to kind of come back and, and count against the Blues when Plum missed that penalty. Right there, another three points. And then going into the half, 24-14, from that point there, you go, what are the boys going to do and how are they going to come back from this? And it was going to be a real challenge. But you never write the canes off, as we saw against the Crusaders. It's that last six to ten minutes, and it'll be something be good to catch up with the coach later on, Gibbo, and just say, what's where's that come from? Is it the hard yards that you've been able to pull in for the preseason, but a, a great a great game. I was on the edge of my seat. I was writing a whole lot of notes and cheering, and you know. And then you can't you can't beat it right at the end, right? When you get the two brothers, you know, Julian Salvier and Adi Salvier. Julian takes off and Adi finishes it, and I think it just showed me that maybe Adi's got a wee bit more pace than Julian. <laughs> he, he, he looked good. He looked like he did then. <laughs> tell you that much, mate. I tell you that much. Hey, yeah. Uh, well, what about uh, then the um, the experiment of Julian Savier at twelve? Obviously, put him in there to be a big body in front of Tuivasa Shek and try and give him problems on defence. But the problem was when the Canes didn't have the ball, it didn't work particularly well. You expect him to maybe Peter Umanga Jensen to come into the midfield and uh, Julian to go back out to the wing again this weekend. Yeah, that was an interesting decision, right? And of course, with with the um, uh, the other fellow, he's injured, and just thinking about was Julian the right choice? I thought uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek had a outstanding game, an outstanding game for his first hit up uh, for the Blues and for the code at a, at the top level. But yeah, I definitely think. You bring um, Peter Umanga Jensen back into that uh, that midfield and put uh, Julian back on the wing because that's where he really really thrives. Um, and we didn't get the uh, the go forward and or the defence. Uh, I believe we uh, we would have expected if putting Julian, but he was out of position. Hey, 
Yeah, well, yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. That was why, I guess, with ball in hand, it's a it's a risk to take. But when you don't have the ball, it's a it's a whole other dimension playing playing there from playing on the wing. Um, uh, but uh, you know, th- I, I for me looking at it from uh, you know somebody that hasn't played that level, it, it looked like flawed logic because I'm thinking if you want to test Tuivasa Sheik's defence, he's come from league where he probably makes as many tackles in one game of league as he will in uh, you know four games, five games of union. So I never thought his defence was going to be an issue. Yeah, and I agree. I agree. I just if anything when you when you look at put both teams against each other that's the one that really stood out positional play oh, what was the, I'm really interested to, be, to ask the coach what was the thinking going on to put Julian in there did they not trust that they had enough on the on the bench or or the cover and how they uh, got to because you know the other option would have been to put the big follower in there Geordie in the midfield yeah. and because Geordie can he can shape up in that space and then you could have covered with the likes of Ruben Love into the into the uh, 15 position. So interesting. But, hey, end of the day, I, I think there was a lot of lessons learned from that. And you can't take away from the, you know, money's in the bank. That's going to tick up across the season. And let's see what happens at the end of the season with the one under the belt, second game in. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, cause, you know, if you're, uh, if you're Leon McDonald, you're tearing your hair out, aren't you? You're thinking... You know, like you said, you know, they, they 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 probably left ten points out there in the first half. They should have been maybe up by twenty at halftime rather than by ten, and, and that really bit them in the bum in the end. Well, you, you take a look at just the the first ten minute stats. The Blues had ninety three percent possession, ninety three percent in in the first ten minutes, and they carried that pressure on all the way through. But these are the little things that let you down. It was the finishing, the finishing and not getting in the right position to take the points when they were they were on. So, and, I, and of course, you saw on one hand when, um, when the Hurricanes knocked it on, I saw Gibbo throw his hands up and use a few F-bombs, and then I saw Liam at the end pulling his hair out. So, mate, the, the emotion never changes uh, whether you're on the field or off the field. But, uh, you know, tough being a coach. It is, it is, mate. I, I, I will, will ask Gibbo that when he comes on. Of course, he'll, he, he'll have uh, more to say about the forwards. We should talk about that forward pack as well. Do you expect uh, any changes? Because it's the second week in a row uh, for the Hurricanes where they've started slow and they haven't got the go forward they needed in that first half. Yeah, that's right. And look, I thought bringing uh, Blake Gibson on was was a great, great attri- attribute to the. Um, the Hurricanes. He had a stellar game, really, really good, really backed up with Princep. Uh, I, again, I think that, that we held our own. You know, that was a big Blues pack. They were over 900 kilos. And we held our own in the scrum. There was only one scrum where, where we got caught, but that was more the halfback being a cheeky little bugger they are. <laughs> they, I think that um, if going into this game, it's about time to settle on your number one eight. And then think about, okay, we've got good players. We've got a good, solid uh, group coming off. Now, if anything, if you were going to throw a bit of a mix in there, Lossier would be one of those players because I think he comes on and adds some really good muscle into the team. But nothing away from Devery, Numir, May and Flanders. There's a compliment. The game doesn't go down when they come on. And it's the same with the backs of Judd Love and Umunga Jensen. When they come on... They actually took it up another level and the intensity came up. So 
I think the Hurricanes are in a good position, Ricardo, to actually come into this week, home game, first home game of the season, at the stadium, at the Sky Stadium, against the Highlanders. Mate, I, I'm looking forward to it. If I, if I get one of the ones for the ballot, because, you know, 30,000 seats are only taking 1,200 punters, I'll be there. Yeah, might be be a big be a great occasion to be there. Looking forward to to, to seeing how the uh, how the Highlanders back up. They're zero and two, of course, but they've. I mean, from what was it? They were, there was a point in it with about thirteen minutes to go, and they somehow managed to lose by fifteen. So they'll be hurting from that, and and you know they've really caused problems for both teams who have played the Chiefs and the Crusaders, who are probably two of the favourites to win the thing. Yeah, they have, and you know, there's nothing like a hurt. Um southern man to come up and take take honors and so we're going to have to be on our toes and nothing like going away from home to to try and uh, take the scalp of the uh, local lads i i just watching the the highlanders i don't know if they have that ability to close out like the canes you know the the last couple of games they have the the team to actually compete but it, can they close it out? It's that kind of foot on the throat kind of scenario, and I see confidence growing in the in the Hurricanes. There's confidence growing in the Hurricanes. They uh, mashed against Crusaders. They should, you know, the Blues should have taken that game, but the game's 80 minutes, you know. And when you look at that last, what was it? Last 70 minutes. At 70, at the 70 minute mark. And then the 74th, 75th, there were three tries from the Canes. 32-14 at the 66-minute mark. To come back and beat them 33-32, that's a penalty kick in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. You've got to make those things happen. You've got to, you've got to make those things. You, you're right. You're 100% right. And we, we haven't even mentioned the try-scoring hero, um, uh, Salisi Rayasi. I mean, what a game he had. Not just that... I mean, obviously, it was it was a great intercept, but that try in the corner, which really set up the comeback, I thought was just yeah. superb. Just outstanding. I mean, it goes back to the first time he touched the ball, right? He, he he touched the ball, there was an intercept try. It was look like it was such an easy one. It was like someone was going to, oh, look, there's a ball. I'm going to run into the gap and get it. The skill set that this young man has, the pace that this young man has, I think, the Hurricanes have got some great wingers. You know, we've got Julian Savir, Rice, and you can't take it away from Goosen. That that lad there again, he's he's in uh, in good form. But you know, Rice, I was a bit like his old man. His old man was a burglar in those midfields too, because hey, you couldn't tell if he was really offside or onside. But hey, he got away with it on Saturday, and he got he got a few uh, a few more T's next to his name, and that'll become part of his history. Yeah, you'd be happy with that. Happy with that indeed. Hey, I've just actually had an email through from uh, the Highlanders. They've already released their team. Do you want to hear it? Oh, yeah, mate. Let's go. Uh, Ethan DeGroote, Liam Coltman, Jermaine Ainsley's the front row. Bryn Evans and Josh Dixon are locks. F- Shannon Frizzell, James Lynchies and Gareth Evans are the loose trio. Falau Fakatava getting the start ahead of Aaron Smith mm-hmm. at nine. Uh, Mitch Hunt at ten. Uh, debutant and Liam Coombs fabling on the right wing. On the left wing, Sam Gilbert. Uh, Midfield is Tom Thomas Umanga Jensen and Fetuli Paya, and at fullback is Connor Garden Bashup. 
Aaron Smith is on the bench with Marty Banks and Scott Gregory as the uh, backs cover and Reese Marshall, Daniel Linnett-Brown, uh, Sula Ma'au and Manaki Selby-Rickett uh, on the bench. So a uh, c- couple of changes there for Tony Brown. Well, yeah, I think the big one that they're putting in there with um, Aaron Smith on the bench, that's a, that's a big, big call. You know, big I would call. have him two down, two down. What are you going to do? Put your best on there. But, you know, you've got uh, a couple of the ex-Hurricanes in there. Evans come back to play on his home turf, so there'll be a bit of a grudge match. You've got uh, uh, the Oga, Peter Umanga Jensen's brother. He's coming back in there. He's played on this turf before. And, of course, you've got the young Garden Bishop boy. He's coming back too. So, look, good, not a bad forward pack, but if, you know, the Hurricanes step up and, and continue that pressure that they've done the last couple of weeks... I reckon this is Hurricanes week to really take it up another level, start well, finish well, and that's a complete game. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to it. We'll be covering it all off on Sunday between 1 and 3 with Justin Marshall on the rugby run here on SENZ and your chance to win a Dometic Cool Ice WCI 33 roto-moulded icebox as well. Apparently this thing, if you put ice in it, it stays ice for days on end, and it's uh, big enough to sit Torbot standing up, which is which is always good. We've got one of those to give away on the weekend when we play Match Marshy, so make sure you tune in for that. When we come back on Hurricane Valley, Chris Gibbs out of the Hurricanes coaching staff is going to join us. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Hurricane Valley talking Hurricanes rugby with Norm Hewitt and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yeah, it's just gone 17 past 7 here on uh, Hurricane Valley. Ricardo Ball, Norm Hewitt with you, and the team has just come through for the Canes against the Highlanders. This is what it looks like, Norm. Uh, Puri, Raketi, uh, Stones, uh, Asafo, Amoa, and Tyrell Lomax is the front row. James Blackwell at four. Caleb Delaney makes his uh, Canes debut uh, at five. Reed Princep, Duplessis, Karifi, and Adi Savi are the Lucys. Jamie Booth and Ruben Love, uh, nine and ten. Salisi, Rayasi, and Julian Savi are the wings. Billy Proctor comes into the midfield alongside Balin Sullivan and Geordie Barrett starts at fullback and uh, uh, joining us now to talk a bit about this and the game coming up and the game that has been as well as uh, the Fords coach from the Hurricanes, Chris Gibbs. G'day Chris, how are you doing? Really well fellas, how are you going? Yeah, good thanks mate, good thanks. Uh, tell us a bit about Caleb Delaney, uh, how's he been in camp? Of course we've seen him running around for the Lions but uh, getting to make his bow for the, for the Canes this weekend. Yeah, yeah, Caleb's a kid that's been in the Wellington Academy uh, for a few years now and, um, you know, he's a kid with a lot of potential. Um, Whether he ends up staying at lock or is a loose forward going forward, uh, we're not sure yet. He's still um, trying to fill out that big frame of his, so he's uh, been working really hard on that. But he's a a real smart kid and um, worked really hard and um, has really grasped this opportunity. So, you know, he gets gets a start this week um, with Justin picking up a wee injury um yeah but it's good it's um he's been pushing really hard through the pre-season and you know we've got good experienced guys who are obviously injured at the moment who've been able to help him through as well so yeah it's uh it's a cool moment for him and his family awesome good bro norm here mate um hey bro yeah, good bro yourself yeah mate just really thinking good. of the good. awesome awesome mate thinking of the of the last couple of weeks and how the um, the team have really just picked up the the uh, the challenge when when the team are down and 
from a Ford's perspective, just watching them really uh, drive it home. Has that been something you really worked on uh, as a Ford's coach uh, for this season? Yeah, it's something that um, I think as a whole team we've been driving it, um, just being relentless, you know, for 80 minutes. That's kind of what we what we've been sort of trying to pride our our games around and our performances built around that effort-based stuff. And that's a that's something that a you know being a hurricane is, is uh, you know comes with that job. So we've um, we, you know we took it, we looked at the Crusaders game and and I guess the moments there where we didn't nail um, and we didn't play for the 80 minutes there. So again on Saturday against the Blues, we didn't you know we weren't by any um, stretch of the imaginations happy with that. You know, up to about 60 odd minutes into that game, we you know we thought again that. You know, we let we let the Blues off the hook a few times, um, and we didn't nail our opportunities. But what we did really take out of that is our um, just that relentlessness, and we just never give up, and we played right through to the end. And we, you know, with that mindset and that attitude of the boys, we got up. So, you know, there's a lot of learning, obviously, from a rugby point of view, technical, tactical. But the character of this group is um, evident in that last 10 minutes. You know, so. It's, was really pleasing for the whole group, not just me as a sports coach, but you know, just seeing those boys battle through was awesome. Yeah. No, it was actually awesome to watch. Tell us about the decision to bring Artie, I mean, to bring Julian into the midfield. Yeah, well, so again, uh, um, you know, I'm out of my lane here a little bit talking about the back stuff, but <laughs> Jules is a you know quality player, and you know, he's got the skill set. He knows the game. He sees it really well. I mean. Uh, it's, he's been training in their midfield during the, that, you know, during the, the pre-season and stuff. So there's an opportunity presented for us to have get, to get him in there, um, and I thought he did a bloody good job of that. So uh, the, the boys, you know, Tyler and Alfie and CJ, I'll tell you a bit more around the details. But uh, you know, that he's done a great, great job. Hey, um, Kibbo, you, you, your two games so far, it feels like you, you've probably come out of the blocks a little bit slower than you would have wanted, uh, but you've been going hard right till the end. Um, I, I guess it's a bit of a conundrum for, for a coach as to how you, you make sure they hit the ground running when the, when the whistle blows at the start. Um, how, are you, how have you guys been talking about that and how are you going to sort of try and fix that, do you think? Yeah, well, I think um, the Crusaders game is, you know... Um, you know, I thought we were in, we were, we were right up in that match for, for, for periods of time. Um, but from on the weekend, the Blues were on top of us right from the start, weren't they? Physically, and they were, you know, they. It seemed that they were making everything, every post the winner, and you know, winning the little scraps on the ground, winning little kick things like the kick off and tips, and getting stripped early. You know, those those are the things that build momentum for a team, and we didn't, we just didn't nail that, and um, we just didn't have the ball for long enough periods of time. Um, to do anything, to, you know, to be able to put pressure on them, and when we did, you can see you can see what we we, we can achieve. So, the challenge for the group um, is is to make sure our mindset is, is that we win those physical battles early, that we make sure that we stamp our authority on that game from a physical effort based point of view, um, and then we know that um, that our skill and our, the talent that we've got will will, will play through in the game plan. So. So the challenge is um, make sure you turn up, nail your role, uh, and, and you you win that physical battle one v one, and that that's kind of what we're asking from a right, right from an individual perspective. Nice, mate. You've been down in uh, Queenstown for a few weeks now. 
<laughs> team looking forward to coming home to the Caketon? Mate, we yeah, like it was um, awesome in Queenstown, and you, you know, normally it's like being on tour. I, lo- I love being on tour, and that's kind of how we framed it up. It wasn't, uh, you know, um, that, that was the mindset we took into it, and you know, just being able to be around the boys and the connections that you can make and create um, in that environment, uh, just massive for culture and you know, just people relationships. You know, so we we really. Um, we really got a lot out of that, and uh, you know, personally, I, I loved it down there. Um, but being home and getting back here, um, and being in, being in the Caketon is is going to be something pretty special. You know, there's no there's no public crowd, but there's going to be um, some people in there, so sponsors and corporate, a few corporate. So, you know, there's there's it's going to be a little bit um, a little bit empty, but uh, you know, the boys are definitely looking forward to getting back to, to Sky Stadium. So, should be good. Hey, uh, Kibbo, I know Norm was talking in the first part of the show about uh, desperately wanting to be in there. He's, he, he's into the draw. You, you able to pull a few strings to get our man in there? At all? <laughs> Mate, way below my pay grade, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I never mind, but I, I just, I, what I, I also want to acknowledge, Kibbo, love to see that passion and emotion when something doesn't go right. And, you know, you're just such a passionate man, a passionate coach, and you've always been a passionate player. So just want to acknowledge that as we close out tonight, my friend. All the best. I'll be there awesome. in one shape or another. Thanks, Normie. Yeah, I appreciate Cheers, it. Chris. That's a really good awesome. So uh, thanks again, eh? Yeah, no worries, man. Anytime, anytime. Thanks very much, Chris Gibbs from the uh, the Hurricanes. They're joining us uh, on Hurricane Valley here, Ricardo Ball and Norm Hewitt with you. 25 past seven and just enough time, Norm, uh, to get your picks in for this weekend. You've been on fire with your picks so far. So let's go through them. Uh, the Crusaders uh, versus Moana. Where, where are you going? Oh, Crusaders. Okay, what about the Drua up against the Rebels? Uh, both teams winless at the moment. Yeah, look, I'm going to go to Rebels. And the Force, uh, and over in Perth, they host the Reds. Oh, mate, I think that's going to be a good game. That one's that one there's my kind of like, oh, it's a hard one, but I'll still take the Reds. Taking the Reds, okay. Uh, Blues, Chiefs. Uh, mate, the Blues are going to be hard to beat. They're going to be hurting so much because they've so much firepower and so much gain and so much territory possession. Um, I go the Blues. The Blues. Uh, do I need to ask you, Canes Highlanders? No, you don't need to ask me. No, I don't. And Prumbies Waratahs <laughs> is the last one, bro. <laughs> uh, oh, look, again, that one's going to be a big game as well. Uh, are they playing it? Where are they playing it? So That's in Canberra. Look at it. Oh, no, Brumbies. Brumbies. Brum- if it's in Canberra, it's Brumbies. Pretty much, right? That's the way it works. Yep. Yeah, That's and the that good stuff, Norm. Good stuff, mate. It's awesome. another Hurricane Valley in the bag. And, uh, hey, man, I tried my best with Gibbo for you. I tried to pull some strings for you to I, get you into the stadium. But fingers I, crossed we'll get you there, I, eh? I, I, I love it when you do that for us, mate. And uh, really appreciate it. And uh, I'll, I'll repay that uh, one day. <laughs> Good stuff. This has been Hurricane Valley for another week here on SENZ. We do it every Wednesday night from 7 till 7.30. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.